0: God has a word to share with us. Last week, week I started a message titled, A Strong and Growing Church. And today, I want to finish and share the second and final part of this message. Do you remember about that word I gave? A Strong and Growing Church, last week. Then today I'm going to finish that ma- the message. Also, I mentioned in the last uh, last preaching the primitive church, the church in the book of Acts. They grew despite being under great persecution. Did you remember? They were under persecution, but they were growing, reaching people, save people being saved. And, and, and also, they had two things. They had big meetings in the temple courts. And also, house to house. This is the reason they were under persecution. But they were gathering in the houses. And this is the secret because they grew a lot. Please look at me. What I'm going to say now. It's very important. As the church of Christ. We need to be prepared. You and me. We need to be prepared. For the future. That are coming. Because the world. Is quickly changing. And maybe in few years. We could. We could experience persecution. Again. Are you listening me? Yes. In few years, we could experience persecution again, and we are not going to be able to gather together as church. If you are a Bible reader, you know that one world-wide government has been prepared, and you need to be careful. Okay, but. Nothing can stop a church or cell meeting like church. A church that gather at homes. Why? Because in many countries where they cannot meet together, the church is growing. I could quote many countries like Iran, Iraq, China. Government that don't allow the people to gather as we are gathering now. But did you know the church is growing there underground? The underground church is growing. And today's message is a strong and growing church. Look to the person next to you and say, You belong to a strong and growing church. Yeah, you belong to a Strong and growing church. Because this is the church of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Amen? Amen? I wanted to remind you again. When I say church. I, when I say church. I'm not talking about religious organization. Okay? When I say church. I'm not talking about buildings. Please. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people who are transformed by the power of the gospel. People who are restored. And now they are the people of God. This is the church. And I am talking about you. If you are a born again Christian, you become the church of Christ Jesus. Look to the person next to you and say, you are the church. You are the church. And how are you you as church? (laughs) You are the church. But how are you as church of Christ? (laughs) Remember, my beloved brothers, the church of Christ was not created by man, Okay. Or, or religious leaders. But the church was born in the heart of God. When the man sinned in the beginning. Then God said, I'm going to have my church. And the church is a, was planned in the heart of God years ago. And also, my life... Years ago, was destroyed. Years ago, my life was not okay. But what happened? Because of the church, my life was transformed. Because of the church. Because of some people that was really a church. They preached the gospel to me. Someone came to me and said you are dying but you can be transformed. You are not okay but Jesus can transform you. And then what happened? Because of the church my life was transformed. Because of the church I became a new man and because of the church I am here today. And what happened? I received Jesus. I got baptized. And I became a faithful member of my church, and this is why I am here today. Amen. And this is the challenge for every one of us. Because we we belong to this church, the church of Christ. And the church helped me. Yeah, the church helped me and showed me the way of salvation. Are you showing to people the way of salvation? This is what we need to do. Show to people the way of salvation. The Church of Jesus is not only way out for this corrupt world that has been going from bad to worst. The, the Church of Jesus is something very powerful. I want to read Matthew 16:18 to 19. Look what Jesus said about his church. Let's read all together, please. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. 19, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever... You bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. This is what I said. Jesus said. I will build my church. The church doesn't belong to any pastor. The church doesn't belong to any leader. Religious leader. The church has a honor. The one who gave his life, his body, to save us. And his church belong to him. Are you Jesus' church? I asked you, are you Jesus' church? Yes, I am. Lord to God. And the church belongs to Jesus. Because he said, I will build my church. The church is the only hope for this world. Is the only hope? There is no other hope. Is the Church of Christ, where you can be changed and get ready for eternity. Your eternity depends on the Church. Did you know? Maybe you say, "No, no, no! I can solve myself." No, no. You need the Church, and I'm going to show you today, because the Church is the personal representative and agent on Jesus of Jesus on earth. This is what Jesus said. In the verse that we read, what Jesus said, I will build my church. And what more he said there, I will give the keys, the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever the church binds here on earth, also will be bound in heaven. Can you see, my beloved brother and sister? It was Jesus' words, not my words. Jesus said, Whatever the church binds here, if the church says yes, it's yes in heaven. Jesus said, if the church says no, it's no in heaven. Are you part of the body of Christ, the church? Then you are part of the kingdom of heaven. This is what I am saying. How important is the church? Some people say, No, it's important to, to serve God, is not what Jesus said. Church is the body. I have this is my body, right? Do you have a body? If you take your hands out of your body, what happened with you? Your hands dies. You need to be connected to the body. Without the body, you are dead. No life. This is what the Bible says. Salvation, pay attention. Salvation is only through Jesus. He is the door. The Bible says, but Jesus has a body on earth and his body is the church. He salvation, salvation is only through Jesus Christ. But also let's read Colossians 1, 18. Colossians 1:18. Jesus is what? The head of the church. And the church is what? The body of Christ. Jesus is the head. He's the leader. He's the owner of the church. But the church has a body. And We are going to be, when we are connected to this body, then we are connected to the church. Then we are, when we are connected to the church here on earth, we are connected to the church in heaven. Hallelujah. Pay attention. The church is not one event that I attend. Many people say, I'm going to the church. No, church is not one event that I attend. It's a family that i belong could you repeat after me the church is a family that i belong, that I belong. what is a church is a, a family that i belong to okay unfortunately many christians don't understand how important it is to be connected to the church don't understand the importance of taking part of the The church that is the body of Christ. Like, because we have cell meetings in the houses. We have our services on Sundays. We have our youth meeting on Saturday. We have a prayer meeting on Saturday. We have many things happening. And this is the body of Christ working. This is the body of Christ. And why... Was the primitive church. I am talking about the primitive church. Why that church in the book of Acts. Was a such strong church. Do you know why? And also. The primitive church. Is one example and model for us. These days. I am just reading the book of Acts. Acts. I start in the beginning, go to the end, I finish chap- Acts chapter 28, then I started again and I am reading for this whole this past month just reading and, and saying, God, I, I want to see why this church was so strong. why so many healings among the church? Why so many people getting saved? Why? Because they were, they are example. For us that we needed to follow them. That church saw many miracles every day. The sick were healed. In that church. Thousands of people were saved. People were baptized with the Holy Spirit. People they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. They were speaking tongues. And the supernatural was something natural. (laughs) The supernatural was something natural in the church. Nowadays, when something supernatural happened, they say, wow! (laughs) But in that church, the supernatural was something natural. Every day was happening. I remember, since... I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. My life was transformed. I'm going to talk in a few minutes about that. But after when I was baptized with the Holy Spirit, I started praying for people. It was crazy. Sometimes I, I just pray for people and they got healed. People with problems in their legs and they were healed. People, people with problems in, in their minds, confused. They were healed. People possessed by demons and they got healed. And I saw many things happening. And we need to, to check right now and today. Why? All this happened in the past. And why is not happen with the church? Who is the church? Who is the church? The body of Christ. but who is the church here? We are the church. And look to uh, your neighbor and say, you are the church. Remember, <laughs> when I'm talking about the church, I'm talking about you. <laughs> you are the church. You are the hope for the people. because Jesus is not going to come here and say, I'm going to preach the gospel. Jesus are not going to send angels. Here to preach the gospel. The angels can come to help you. But you have to to be used by God. Amen? As the church of Christ. And we, that church, many miracles happened. Amen? But we serve the same God. Do you believe that? We serve the same God that performed miracles in the past. And God does not change. Did you know? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the same. And the church belongs to him. And he said, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell, the gates, the power of the darkness are not going to prevail against my church. Hallelujah. But you need to be the church. You need to be the true church. And I believe, my beloved brothers, that we are going to experience the same in our church, the same that the primitive church experienced. Do you believe that? I do you believe that? Yes, Hallelujah. Why were they a such strong and growing church? This is I now I'm going to, to start. The message now I'm start the message I'm going to speak cl- about five points very quick five points why they were such strong and growing church first the primitive church lived as a family, as a family. let's read out together the primitive church lived as a family second The primitive church worked as one for the kingdom. They worked together as one body. Third. The primitive church had one message. Jesus Christ. Fourth. The primitive church were always together in prayer. Wow, yeah. Fifth. They were baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to go to these five points quickly now, okay? Because I don't want to take long time today. Acts 2, 42, 44, and 46. I I want to read for you right now. That says... They, the disciples, or they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to their leaders' teaching, and to fellowship, and to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. All the believers were together. Say with me, together. Together. And had everything in common, like family. Every day they continued to meet together. Where? In the temple courts. And they broke the breads in their homes. And ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Beloved brothers, the primitive church, that first church. Grew because they were a family. They lived as a family. They would gather together out in the courthouse. Worshiping the Lord. As we read in, the, in, in uh, Acts 4.42. Okay. They were gathered together in the courthouses. And also from house to house. and And they would serve one another. Helping one another, encouraging one another, forgiving one another, and having communion with one another. And this is to be church. When we are together with one another, helping one another, loving one another, and we cannot obey this commandment of one another without being together. Many people they don't like to be together, and they are missing the best of God. Let's read Ephesians 2:19. Let's see what is the church. Just for you to know, Gentiles—it was the people who was not Jewish, okay—and in and here, Paul the apostle said, "So now." You Gentiles, everyone that is not Jewish, you are citizens along all of God's holy people. You are what? You are what? Member of God's family. Hallelujah. Or when you're born again, when you become, you become part of God's family. This is what the Bible says. You are a member of God's family. This is not. Re- the problem many churches don't grow. The problem many churches. They are stuck. Because they are religious organization. Because of that primitive church. They lived as a. Family. This is what the Bible says. You are a member of God's family, but there are people they are a member of the church, the religious organization, but they are not members of the family of God. When you're born again, you become part of God's family. Remember, church is not one organization. Church is not a building. It's a place where. We grow spiritually. Amen? Church is a place where you're going to grow. To know God. To have experiences with God. Let's read some verse. That shows that you cannot be isolated. Alone. I want to read Proverbs 18:1. This is the word of God. Amen? Let's read all together. Amen? Who? Isolates himself. Seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. Wow. I'm going to read this in the, in the Bible message now. It says. Loners or people who is just alone. Who care only for themselves. Spit on the common Good. Let's read another verse, Ephesians 4:16. Let's see what the, the, the Word of God says. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. it helps the, the other parts grow. Hallelujah, so that the whole body, is health and growing and full of love hallelujah this is what is church my beloved brother we grow together in love with one another how do you know that you love god if you love others when we when you love others when you have interest in others say wow i want to help others i want to be together this is the proof that God lives in your life. You need others. Did you know? You need other people. I need other people. We need each other. This is God's idea. That we should to be together. When we get isolated. It leads to crazy thinking and spiritual death. The easiest way for the devil to destroy you is to isolate you from the rest of the body. Being isolated is never a health thing. Being isolated is something very bad for your life, because you need to be together. With the church. And we need people. We need people from outside. We need people to help us. We need people to give us a word. We need that. God created us. To live in community. Could Let's read all together. God created us. To live. In a community. To depend on each other. And to work together. <laughs> this is God's plan. Since the beginning, God created us to live as community, as one body. Do you agree? Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. But we, do you know we have one enemy that came to kill and to destroy your life? And his strategy, the enemy's strategy is to keep you away from the body of Christ. This is the strategy of the enemy. I have seen that. Everybody that is together, they get stronger and they grow spiritually. Everybody that stays away, then the enemy wants to destroy them. This is Satan's strategy. And you need, you need to understand the following. The church is protection for your life. Look to the person next to you and say... The church is protection for your life. It's protection for your family. And it's protection for you, my beloved brother. And, and you need to be connected to this body. You need to be one active member. And not a visitor only. But a one active member. And part of the body of Christ. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Why, I, why I, I said to you that the church is protection for your life? What Jesus said? I will build my church and... And... The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Pay attention to that. The Bible says, Jesus, I will build my church. My church has... A head that is Jesus and has a body. And and Jesus said, are you going to build my church and gates of hell, the power of the darkness, the power of Satan, are not going to prevail against the church. Wow. This is why church is protection for your life. And you are protected, protected against hell. And the power of the darkness. Remember, church is not a religious organization. The church is God's family. And we need to live as a family. Then this is the first point. The primitive church lived as a family. They were together. Living, sharing their food, eating together, praying together. They were together and living as a family. And the Bible says, the church is the family of God. Can you say amen? amen? Second. They worked as one for the kingdom of God. Let's read Acts 2 verse 47. It says. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Wow. The Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Psalm now. Psalm 127.1. Says. Unless. The Lord builds. The house. The labor. In vain. Who build it. I'm going to read again. Let's read all together. Unless. The Lord builds the house. The labor in vain. Who build it. Or unless the Lord builds his house that belongs to him. Our labor is in vain. Or if God doesn't build the house. Or the work to build the house is from the Lord. But here, my beloved brother, this word, unless the Lord builds the house. This word house. Do you know what it means? Family. House means family. This word. Unless the Lord builds the family. The labor in vain who build it. Unless God builds the family. Our labor to build it is in vain. Then first thing. God is working to build his house. But our growth comes from the Lord. But God uses us as our helpers in his kingdom. It's what we are going to see. First Corinthians 3, 6 and 9. First Corinthians 3, 6 and 9. That says, let's read all together, please. I planted the seed, Apollos, water it, but God has been making it. Grow! Ah, can you see how it works? Apollos planted the seed. uh, I planted, Paul said. Apollos watered. But God has been making it grow. For we are, what? Co-workers in God's service. Hallelujah. You are God's field, God's building, God's church. This is what the Bible says. Or, the Bible says, Paul the Apostle said, I planted the seed. Apollos watered the seed. And we work together. But who gives the growth? The Lord. This is the point. How the primitive church worked together. They were together. One doing one thing, another doing another thing. And then, because they were together as one body, not with selfishness. God gave the growth. God added every day. If it, this is how you, people, they are going to be saved. When we work together. If you are alone, you cannot bring people to church. Because we need to work together. This is what the Bible says. Hallelujah. This is so powerful. Our God will make it grow And the church will multiply. But we need to work. Look to the person next to you and say, We need to work together. You are church, I am church, and we are going to work together. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. We cannot work alone. Please, let me say one thing. There is no space in this church for you to work alone. I'm going to repeat, what did I say? There is no space for you to work alone in this church. Because when you work alone, there is no growth. One plant, another water, and God gives the growth. We need to work as a body. We need to be connected to each other. This is how the church grows. If it grows just by one, doing one, this do not work. Sorry. This is the reason many people there, just few people in the church. The church do not grow. And things that don't grow dies. We have been called to labor with God in this business of growth. Amen? Yes. We are called for this business of growth. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Yes. Hallelujah. So, do you want to be a work of God in this, in this business of growth? Do you want to be a work, work co-workers? Yes. Hallelujah. Just three or four of you... I want to see your hands up. Ah, much better. Hallelujah. <laughs> Number three, the primitive church had one message. What was the message? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm going to read a verse. Acts eleven nineteen to twenty one says, "Now those who were scattered." after the persecution that arose over Stephen, traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, preaching the word to no one but to the Jews only. But some of them were men from Cyprus and Cyrene, who, when they had come to Antioch, spoke to Hellenists, preaching what? Preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was when you preach the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them. And a great number believed and turned to the Lord. Can you say amen? Amen. Notice that their message was Jesus Christ. They preach it about Jesus Christ. Jesus is the center of our message. This, this church, Jesus is the center of our message. Nothing more. I know many churches they are teaching many things. Even how you can make money, how you can be rich. I think you know a lot. I don't need to teach that to you. Many church they are teaching the people how to be healthy. how to. I think you know a lot. I am here to teach other things to you, to preach about Jesus Christ and Christ crucified. And as a pastor of this church, we as a pastors, we have to touch in a lot of different areas. You know, we teach about family here, right? We teach about family. We teach about marriage. We teach about discipleship, we teach about prayer, we teach about stewardship, healing, but the central message is Jesus Christ. This is the center of our message. This is it is the gospel. Jesus Christ. Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Spirit and Jesus Is coming again. Can you say amen? Amen. This is our message. Let's read all together. Jesus saves. Jesus heals. Jesus baptized with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus. Not half. But all of them. Amen? Amen. For you to be a strong church. You need all of them in your life. Jesus needs to be the central part of our lives. In fact, in fact, every health Christian life and every health church has one central message that is Jesus Christ. Jesus is our message. Amen. Number four. They were always together in prayer. Could you say with me? They They were always together in prayer. Acts 242. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and and Pray. to prayer. Or the beloved brothers, please. This is what the, that church that we are trying to be like then they did. They were devoted, or the primitive church devoted themselves to their leaders' teaching, or they are listening to their leaders. This is why that church, and nowadays, the people they are listening, watching many things, but not their leaders. The people they are going, listening many things, but don't give value for what we are doing here in the church. This is so sad. Because the Bible says, they were devoting themselves to their leaders' teaching, to fellowship, to be together, and to prayer. Hallelujah. And you, you need teaching from your leaders. You need fellowship from your brothers. And you also need to pray with your brothers and sisters. Can you say amen? You need teaching from your leaders. You need fellowship to be together with your brother. And you need to pray together with your brothers. Hallelujah. Why? Prayer is the the way through which the the supernatural comes through this earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you like to see the supernatural in your life? Pray This is the way. If you go through the Bible and you look to every man, every woman in the Bible that prayed, you will find that something supernatural, a miracle, healing, deliverance happened. Why? Because they prayed. The way in which God brings the supernatural into earth is through prayer. Could you say with me? The way in which God brings the supernatural into earth is through prayer. Hallelujah. If you want something, if you want something, if you want deliverance, if you want healing for your body, if you want provision, that provision comes to you, you must pray. Because the primitive church devoted to prayer. Please Choice for prayer. You need to devote your life to prayer. Fifth and last, they were they were what baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's read Acts 2, verse 1 and 4. On the day of the Pentecost. All the believers were meeting together in one place. Can you see? All the believers were together. Not alone. All the believers were together in one place. Verse 4. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit. And began speaking in another language as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Beloved brothers and sisters, when I talk about this, when I teach about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, I get very excited, because I know what happened with me years ago. <laughs> I know my own life, what happened in my own life when I got baptized with the Holy Spirit. The baptism, the, please, if you are a believer, listen it. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is a turning point in the life of all Christians who receive them. It's a turning point. Because I was born again in a church that didn't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit with speaking tongues. When I, when I started my life. That church, they didn't teach about that. But I was reading the Bible, and I, I, I was reading, and I saw the disciples, they spoke, they spoke in tongues. Jesus said about to speak in tongues. And why the church don't teach, and the, the believers don't speak in tongues? And then I started reading the Bible for myself. And then I started saying, I said, I need, then I started praying. I said, God, I need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Because Father, my life is not good enough. And it wasn't. I was a believer, but I was uh, sinning against God. I I didn't have direction of the Holy Spirit in my life. Like, my life was normal. Normal. But one day, after asking to God, and, and praying for God, God, I want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I want to speak in tongues and one day I was praying. It was two in the morning. And suddenly God visited me. And I received the, this baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then I received and I started speaking in tongues. And my Christian life was dramatically changed and transformed. <laughs> From that day... And this church is a, is a church that believes in all that it's written in this book, okay? Do you believe it? it. Also Jesus spoke about that. Jesus, our master, Mark 16:17, says, "And this signs you follow. Let's read it all together. These signs will follow. Those who believe, they will speak in new tongues. This is not for everybody. It's for those who believe. And you should believe and should ask. If you ask, you're going to receive. But you should believe first. Amen? Jesus wants to do two big things in your life. I'm finishing now. Jesus wants to do two big things in your life. To give you eternal salvation. First. This is through Jesus Christ. And the second more important thing. More important than healing. More important than deliverance. More important than to have a new job. Or to receive documents. More important than anything. Is to introduce the person of the Holy Spirit to you. To introduce it to you. The Holy Spirit. Because you receive the Holy Spirit. This is the most important thing. In, a, in the life of a man and woman. Who born again. There is no eternal life. Without Jesus. Read with me there. Please. There is no eternal life. Without Jesus. And there is no. abundant life without this relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's two different things. You can born again and receive Jesus. But if you wanted to have this kind of life I am preaching today, you need to receive the same power the primitive church received. Before the baptism with the Holy Spirit, the disciples, they were sad. You know, after Jesus' death... The disciple was sad. Also, because of the persecution, the disciples they were afraid and said, Wow, what's going to happen now? But then what happened in, in the book of Acts, chapter 2? They were all together, then they received the Holy Spirit, they were baptized with the Holy Spirit, and then their lives was dramatically changed, hallelujah, this is what you need, this is what I need, but one thing, my beloved brothers, they received, in chapter 2, this baptism of the Holy Spirit, but in chapter 4, they were filled again with the Holy Spirit, there are many people they received a long time ago, and now you need to receive a new refreshment of the Holy Spirit of your life. Amen. Let's stand up. Please, please. Hallelujah. Do, do you believe that God wants to grow His church? Did you know? God wants to grow. He wants to see his church growing. But also, God wants to see your life growing spiritually. Is your life growing spiritually? We believe, beloved brothers, we believe that in few years, we are going to be hundreds and thousands here. I, I told you last time and I'm repeating again. I, I really believe in few years we are going to be hundreds in this small town here in Monaghan. And more some years we are going to be thousands of people. Amen. Why? Because we are going to follow and to do what the primitive church did. Amen. Amen? We are going to do the same. But we need to be like them. You are the church. You need to be like them. Amen? I want to just remind you. First, they lived as a family. Amen? They lived as a family. Second, worked as one for the kingdom. They worked in unity together for the kingdom. Hallelujah. They had one mass. Jesus Christ is their message. And in this church, Jesus Christ is our message. Amen? Fourth, they were always together in prayer. Oh, you need to be together in prayer. And fifth, they were baptized with the Holy Spirit. Baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. Raise up your hands to heaven, please, right now. Because God wants to visit you right now. You need to grow spiritually. Maybe you are not growing spiritually. Maybe you, cannot, you, are, you are trying to save people. But you cannot save people. Or because you need this fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. And also you need to, to do everything the primitive church did. They lived together as a family. They worked together. They had this message, powerful message. They were together in prayer. And they were baptized with the Holy Spirit. Beloved brother, you need to grow. Pray right now and say, Father, I want to grow spiritually. Say, I am stuck in my spiritual life. I want to grow. Pray right now and ask him, Father, I want to grow it, things that don't doesn't grow, die. Church that do not grow, will die. If you, don't grow in, if you don't grow spiritually, you are in danger. Say to him, Holy Spirit, I need you. Raise up both hands to heaven and say, Holy Spirit, I need you. I need this fresh anointing over my life. Oh, if your eyes closed, your head bound, let's pray. Make your own prayer. Started praying right now. Maybe you need to say, Father, I have sinned against you. I am trying to live in a selfish life, just myself, not linked to the body. Oh, you need we need to work together, my beloved brothers. Oh, in Jesus' name, started praying. Raise up your voice right now keep praying, pray, say, Father, baptize me, Father, take out all unbelief, Unbelief from my life. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Oh Lord in Jesus name. Visit my brothers and sisters right now. Those who are here in this church. Those who are listening to me online. Oh in Jesus name. I bless their lives. Visit them in Jesus name Father. Pour out your Holy Spirit. Baptize them with the Holy Spirit. Give them the gift of speaking new tongues Father. Pour out your Power over their lives. Take out all fear from their lives. Make them a strong and true church, Father. This is my prayer. In Jesus' name, I pray. I bless all my brothers and sisters. In Jesus' name, please, with your eyes closed, let's pray this prayer together. Please, repenting from our sins, let's pray all, all together. Everybody say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus I believe that you are God. You died at the cross. And you you rose 3 days later. You have the power to save me. You have the power to deliver me. I give my life to you. I am a sinner. I have sinned against you. Forgive my sins. Forgive me for being so selfish. I want to be together with the body. I need my brothers and sisters. And I want to be like the primitive church. I am come back to you, Father. I receive forgiveness. I receive a new life. I give my life to you, Jesus. I accept you as my Savior. And as my Lord. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. I am forgiven. I am blessed. I am saved in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Could we applaud him? <laughs> Hallelujah. May the grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all in this week. May the Lord bless you and see you next week in Jesus name. Amen. amen. Hallelujah.